Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. The dancing is free. You know, you know, like back in the day when you would see your dad at the, at the cookout or the barbecue, whatever the hell you want to call it, and like they'd be dancing, they get so pumped up, they start sweating. Right, they got their little drink in their hands. Right, they got their little Bluetooth on. It's just beeping for, it's just, you see it blinking for no reason. Ain't nobody calling them. They just still got it on, right, going with it. And they put the hands up in the air. They put the drink up in the air. And he's, ah, the two-step. <laughs> that's my dad. That is my dad. So every he, time I hear the music, that's so what you, it, you tell me he's got it just sitting in the ear. It just stays in the ear. We've all seen like this. It's Star Trek. We've all, Bart, you've seen it at the club. <laughs> you know, you got the one old dude in the club, got the Bluetooth nah. on, the lights blinking. But you're like, you in the club, man. Why you got hey, the Bluetooth man. on? <laughs> man, my uncle Warren used to, you know, about about five or six drinks in, he starts going to the front room and, and, and dancing in his underwear about his ex woman. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> it gets real weird in my in my spot, man. That's Jeez. shocking when to hear. Actually, that is shocking to hear that. Wait, wait. Meanwhile, I I, I know <laughs> I know he's on his way back and he'll, he'll be back soon. But yeah, I, I, this is how much I love Keyshawn. Uh, just because we had a couple of callers on, or was you know, asking for Keyshawn updates. So I'm going to my whole thing about how the Lakers could actually be in the playing tournament, right? And all, I just start getting blitz from blitz texts from Keyshawn. Be like, here, I'm going to read it to you. What are you talking about? You're a moron. You're an idiot. How are you saying this on national TV? What's wrong with you? Lakers all day. You sound like a dumbass. That's when you know that Keyshawn's up on the West Coast watching the show, and he's going to bring the venom when he comes he's back. About just, he, yeah, he's, he's about ready. He's about ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I know it's time for you, Key. I know you're coming home, baby. <laughs> we ready for you. We still got our bet, too. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, there's no doubt. But you know what? As you were hearing in the, in the rejoin, we were coming back uh, from there. You're hearing all the Aaron Rodgers drama out of Green Bay. And as promised, this has been an offseason of a quarterback carousel, and a lot of quarterback drama from all over the place. I mean, it's hard to find a, a franchise, if not a division, for sure, where there's at least one or two teams that are going through it. And another one is in New York, and again, that number two pick in the draft for the Jets is, is going to be something that the whole league is watching and what they do, because we think we know, but are we sure? And we, when we talked with Dan Olofsky, even he said that he didn't feel like that it was 100% that you should give up on Sam Darnold. Now, Rich Semini had a real interesting uh, story that he has on the .com right now, ESPN.com, all about Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson, and Josh McCown, who was a, a Jets backup, quarterback who's been worked with Sam also uh, that he he talked about also the idea that it's it, you were first of all it used to be suck for Sam and now it's like no no that, that's over so you know now it's all about Zach Wilson and he feels like it's it's just not the right way to go and Rich Samini was on um, with Darian Mel and he talked about and this is where now it becomes tricky because we think we know what they're going to do at number two but remember Samini's he has covered this team forever he would know something and if he felt like it was a done deal at number two, he would say so. Instead, he talked about what the front office would be thinking in regards to keeping Sam Donald. I was told by people who know Robert really well that he and Michael LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, are very pro Donald. They really think he's got a talent that has been untapped and that they could make it work with him. So I think, I, I think he would be more than happy to go and run it back with Sam Darnold in 2021. Robert is involved. I think Joe and uh, Robert, as Joe has said, you know, it's a partnership. That's the way he phrases their relationship. So ultimately, though, Joe Douglas has the final call. Now, Robert is Robert Sala, the new head coach. Well, see, um, we, we said about it on this show, and I said it multiple times. I'm like, look, Joe Douglas is going to sit tight. 
Like, because, you know, Key's been on the show for the longest time. I'm only paying homage to him because he's not here. But he said it from day one. I'm going to keep Sam Darnold. And I started reading more about it, started hearing about all these quarterbacks and watch Sam Darnold play a ton. I'm like, I like Sam Darnold. I think he is the answer. So I'm a big proponent of you keep Sam Darnold. And everybody says, well, you, you saw what the Dolphins were willing to trade and all these. How come you wouldn't just do it then? They're not going to take him. I'm like, hold on for a second. Joe Douglas is in a position of power here. If, if teams are willing to give up that much for other quarterbacks, now teams are starting to fall in love with Zach Wilson more and more and more, the closer you get to the draft, you have teams out there that are desperate. Carolina Panthers, desperate. Okay, what are you guys willing to give up? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink to me for Zach Wilson? At the last minute. At the last minute, yes. then I can retool my team. Bart, you've been saying this all along as well. I know Dan Olofsky just said it too, that he would keep Sam. You've been saying it from the very beginning that you feel like you keep Sam and you use that pick and you trade out and you get yourself assets to build forward. That has been... You've been consistent on that, and we've talked about it on our show, Barton Hahn, Everyday Noon, by the way, on ESPN Radio. Good plug. But you, but you have been saying this. Now you hear Rich Tamini say that he believes that, that, from what he understands, the front office would be comfortable with it as well. Do you feel like maybe we're overhyping the idea of them taking Zach Wilson as a done deal? Uh, I think I think they're still evaluating. That's why they didn't make the deal with San Francisco. That's why they weren't ready to make the deal. I think you still have to continue to evaluate. You got to see what team, what organization is willing to give up assets to be able to get a haul for that number two pick. We see all the desperation out there. We see Carolina in its desperation. Who knows if if if, if um, Atlanta doesn't get desperate? Who knows if Denver doesn't get desperate? Um, because they have a great offense. They just need a better quarterback. You think about the Chicago Bears, and I know you're saying, well, Bart, Chicago Bears only have the 20th pick. But if that if that trade involves the fact that I could potentially get Khalil Mack or I can get one of those assets that they already have, or Raekwon Smith, could you imagine Raekwon Smith next to C.J. Mosley, next to the kid that they just brought in, that they're hoping to revive his career from uh, from the Lions, those three linebackers. We just saw a Super Bowl that was dominated by the interior linebackers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, in this game, it's been trios of, of impact players at that position. And then you think about that 20, you still have enough ammunition if you have a bunch of future uh, first-round draft picks to, company, to accompany that with the 20th pick to move right back to 12 and get you a dominant offensive lineman to support Sam Darnold. This draft is deep in receiver. Receiver is the quickest position in modern football to transition to the pro game. It used to be the running back because the running back, the game was built around the running back. Now the fact that quarterbacks and, 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 and programs throw the ball so much, these receivers are ready to come in and play day one. You can get you another impact player and be able to get you a haul and build around Sam Darnold. Even if Sam Darnold, you know, is, you know, you have to pay him and he plays well. Because he hasn't played well for a long time and you don't pick up his option, you're not paying him a haul. You're going to pay him a reasonable salary of maybe $25 million and give him a three-year deal to yeah, prove he, he himself would have to get his mega deal. He would have to have just an amazing season mm-hmm. for him to really claim the big money. But, but Jay, we talked with Dan Orlovsky about this uh, earlier in the show, and, and he was like, no, 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 you can't have both. You can't keep both. And as Josh McCown was saying uh, to Rich Semini, he said that Sam Darnold would welcome that kind of a, uh, a quarterback you know, competition, that he'd be fine with it. He'd have no problem with it. Orlovsky says, no, 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 you can't do both. You can't. You can't draft Zach Wilson and keep Sam. You've got to do one or the other. I, I kind of disagree. I think for a year, you certainly could. Look, I, I had this, this you situation. Can. You can't, Bart? You're Bart saying you can't? No. Yeah, Bart says why, no. Why do you say no, Bart? 
Because you can't because you need a backup quarterback. and You're not drafting somebody with the second overall pick and not being able to get assets for him. And if you get Zach Wilson at two, you'll never get that value back. If Sam Darnold balls out and you say, wow, he's our quarterback of the future, you'll never get the second overall pick for Zach Wilson. So in essence, you've, you've wasted a pick. Sam Darnold's going to be on borrowed time, much like what we were talking about Aaron Rodgers being on borrowed time. So I think you can't do that. You can't, you can't have both of these guys at the same time. You either got to trade Sam Darnold, draft Zach Wilson, and then try and find a veteran backup, or you have to move down, get more assets, and be able to ride with Sam Darnold. You got to make a decision. You got to choose. You can't be stuck in the middle. I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just feel like if you don't have an offer that you like, <laughs> you go forward. I only laugh because as a Jets fan – Oh, you're, it's, you're, it's you're all over the place. It's crushing. You're, yeah. you're like, trade one. I don't care. I don't want Zach Wilson. Zam, Sam Darnold's a guy. Now it's Look, like, again, I my, want in both. My heart Give of me hearts. both. In my heart of hearts, Jay, and thanks for laughing at me over this. I'm not laughing at in you. In my heart of hearts, what do I really want to see happen? What I want to see is that Sam proves everybody wrong and he ends up being the guy. And it was more about what was happening around him and the coaching than it was about his lack of talent. I just feel like the football gods smiled upon you, Jets, for the first time in many, many years by letting him fall to you at three. And now it's up to you to make sure that that is paid off. And I just feel like that's what I'd love to see. It's a better story, if you ask me, than moving on from him. You can get the, some picks. I, 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 the what Sam Bart Darnold, said out of the gate is the way I'd want to do it. The fact that Olavsky says it, the fact that now even Rich Semini is saying that it's something that they would consider gives me, gives me, makes me feel better. Does Sam Darnold have the tools to be an elite quarterback? Does he have it? Yes, he yes. absolutely does. They just have to get him, okay. have to well, get him uh, right in, mentally. In, in, the, in the mind of sports, and I know we have to get to our call, and we yep. have Lafonso Ellis on the, yeah, on the yeah, line. Yeah. But in the mind of sports, you're, you're only as great as the people you have around you. Yes. Like there's point zero 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 one percent of the 1% of the you know, professional players who can get by without having greatness around them. A lot of other players who are still great need great talent around them. Yeah, that, I mean, every quarterback in the league yes. needs talent, and maybe that's all Sam needs is talent and a reset, and hopefully it can happen in green. We'll see. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, kicking it with Jay Will. We bring in Lafonso Ellis, ESPN College game day analyst. Fonz. And, and, and yes. one of the most well-dressed men on the network. I mean, Best look at him showing in up sports. in the morning. Look at the tie. Just everything's clean. And, oh, the, vo- the pipes, by the way. I right. mean, he brings the voice. Say something, like, Lafonz. Just stay right back. Say yeah. something, Fonz. What'd you say? <laughs> 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 you imagine calling out screen, screen left, screen left, screen left. <laughs> but, um, we, so, so Jay asked you a question off the – I feel like we just need to get this out of the way because the, the answer was perfect. Yeah. And Jay asked you a question when we were just talking before off, off the air, and, and it was you know, Drew Timmy – and all the stuff he's doing with his handlebar, celebrating after every basket he made against USC. And, and I said this on the air last week. I said, can, can somebody just like one hard foul? Yeah. Like, can, we, can we put a stop to this? <laughs> so so I, how did you pose the question, Jay? I, yeah, I said, Fonz, if you were playing against Timmy and he had a dunk right. after you were defending and you know he, he does his signature you know, index fingers over the mustache and hands <laughs> up in the air, how hard would you hit him the next <laughs> possession? And Very. Very. Yes, he said, "Very." It was. It was. There was no hesitation. No. 
Man. There was no thinking. It was just it. quick reaction. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah, not having it. Yeah, very. <laughs> what does it say? I mean, I mean, look, you celebrate a player. He certainly sure. is enjoying himself. He's yeah. got great joy, and he's very good. He's been unstoppable, so yeah. you can't blame him. However, there's a lot of us that felt that way, too, watching that. Well, it, it, it's interesting because you make a great play, and, and you can celebrate, but amongst athletes, there's kind of a line, and mm. you got to be careful not to cross that line. And each time he does it, I mean, it's dramatic, too. It's uh, one of these, and then hands up in the air and that kind of thing. And I, you know, being from East St. Louis, Illinois, I got a little something for you the next time you come down to Florida, big boy. Uh, <laughs> it, it is definitely true. East but... St. Louis, the pink slip? What'd say? I said a pink slip. I know East St. Louis very well. Let's go. <laughs> just just when, when the referee's not looking, a little cross screen action, and then put him in the wood and help him up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I will see what happens. I mean, obviously in the national championship game tonight, though. Yeah. You know, I think he's been he's been obviously huge for Gonzaga. Yes. But but Fonzo, this is the matchup we've been all we've been waiting for. Is it going to live up to the billing? I, I think so, and we know how impactful Gonzaga's offense is. I mean, their transition game is just incredible, and it's interesting because I think they're the one team that kind of models the NBA right now where all five guys can rebound the basketball and get their transition game ignited. I mean, they average 19 points a game in transition. I think they're second to only Alabama in the NCAA tournament in the half court. They throw that thing into Drew Timmy. Corey Kispert can flat out knock it down. Jalen Suggs, man, it, it seems like every single game I see him play, he takes that next step. And Jay, in some ways, he's starting to play bully ball when he puts that basketball on the floor and gets to the rim. Kind of reminds me of you of how physical you were when you put that basketball on the floor and you can get a guy on your shoulder and being able to finish around the rim. Obviously not quite your level. He's one below you, but I do, I, I am reminded of you anytime I see him drive and uh, but on the other side, I don't think Baylor gets enough credit for how good they are offensively. They have the best backcourt in all of college basketball, both on the offense and the defensive side. Davion Mitchell, defensive player of the year this year, has improved his three-point percentage from his freshman year till now from 29% to almost 46% from three. And Jared Butler, all those Maceo Teague, Flagler coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and, and and I think a guy who doesn't get enough credit, now he's a little wild a little bit on the defensive end, of course, rocks that mullet uh, business in the front part in the back, but <laughs> Matt Meyer at 6'9", 6'10", Jay, they're putting dude in ball screen situations with him as the handler, and in fact, uh, when, they would, when they do the little dribble handoff action, and if he's in it and the five man ends up on him, he backs that bad boy mm-hmm. up like three or four dribbles and gives you a little in and out and gets to the rim, and so so, again, I don't think they get enough credit for how good they are offensively. They led the country in three-point field goal percentage at 42%, making 11 threes a game. And any of those guys can get you in ISO situations and get by you at any time. And as soon as you even think about helping, now oh, they're wow. kicking that thing yep. where they're knocking down the three. So, I think we, I think it's going to be a fantastic game tonight. You see, Fonz, this is where I wish the NCAA tournament, especially the championship game, would go to like a best-of-three series. We'd we'll love to see these teams actually compete mm. against yeah, each other, yeah. you know, win two out of three. Yes. And I said this earlier that this is 
this is the best in-game scenario Mm -hmm. for college basketball. Mm -hmm. This is the closest thing college basketball will have uh, as it relates to, like, an NBA game. And what I mean by that, because, you know, certain fans like to react, ah, they play so many NBA games per night, they don't play hard. No, I'm talking about as it relates to talent. Yes. The talent you have on the floor here, Mm -hmm. Fonz, is NBA-type talent talent with NBA caliber of execution yep. with the way they run their sets. Yes. You, who's going to impose their will. Yep. And this is where it's going to come down to Gonzaga's guards. Mm-hmm. Like they are the elite of the elite, but can they be sped up? And this goes into like the biggest quote for them tonight is can they play fast and think slow? Yeah, I think they can. Cause that's how Baylor will force you to play. I agree with you, Jay. And I, I, I this is a stretch and I'm not talking about from a talent standpoint, I'm talking about more from an offensive execution standpoint. Remember when, um, when, when it would be the Miami Heat playing against the San Antonio Spurs? So you got the San Antonio Spurs mm. that's body movement, ball movement, right? You got the Miami Heat who more of an isolation team. I think that's similar to what we'll have tonight. Uh, Baylor being more like Miami where they get you an ISO, they get the mismatch that they want, put you in ISO situations, either shoot the three or get in the lane and make a play. But you have Gonzaga on the other side that's a lot like the old San Antonio Spurs where, man, you catch the basketball and if you're on if you're in weak side help and you take a little stare at the basketball, they're going back door on you, man. Their their ball and body movement is just extraordinary. And to your point, Jay, that, uh, even going back to the UCLA game, how about this, man? You shoot fifty seven percent from three. You shoot forty seven percent. Sorry, forty seven percent from three and fifty eight percent from the the field, and you still lose. The mm. shot making ability in that UCLA game was absolutely incredible. I mean, uh, I had the privilege of playing in the league for eleven years with the best players in the world, and I found myself just sitting back, going, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe the shot making ability of of these young guys." And so, I think we'll see a lot of that tonight too. And, man, I, I just can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I do have the Baylor Bears winning, though. They've been my team for the last couple oh, years. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and because of their defensive prowess on the perimeter, they'll be able to keep guys in front, and I think that'll be the difference in the game. Wow. I mean, all right, that, that's, a, that's a hot take right there. LaFonso Ellis joins us right now, KJZ, ESPN Radio. He's on the Goodyear hotline. So, so with that in mind, though, let's just flip it. You're saying Baylor, but mm-hmm. my question for you is this. If, let's just say if – Gonzaga gets this done and completes the perfect season. Yeah. Where would that put them in your mind all-time among the all-time great teams in NCAA tournament history? I, I, it was cert- they will certainly go down as one of the greatest teams, and I actually put a little bit of an asterisk by that because uh, this is my 12th season at ESPN now, and what we've seen with the one-and-done rule, we've seen a bit of an exodus of the overall talent in our game because – you know, a guy who has the ability to be able to go to the league after one year, they're leaving, and that has a tendency to have a bit of a talent drain. And so, you know, you look back at some of those great teams, the Indianas, the UCLAs, et cetera, you know, there, there was no – there were very few guys who were leaving early, and because of that, the overall talent pool was steep. And so it's difficult for me to compare, let's say, a Georgetown Hoya team with Patrick Ewing and that group – to, to, to the teams that are playing this this game right now because the overall talent throughout college basketball was so much greater. And so I would be remiss to compare this Gonzaga team to some of those great teams for that reason. All right, Fonzie, I got Hey, Zoe, any concern? Go ahead, Bart. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Bart. Go ahead, Bart. Any, 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 you know, Gonzaga was in their first, you know, tight game of, of, of the tournament or, or, or of their season. 
you know, any concerns that maybe they're emotionally spent, legs are a little bit tired, and Baylor can jump on them early? I, I can see that, and, and, and Bart, I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor got out to an early start, let's say an 8-2, 10-2 uh, for that reason. But I, I have to say, th- I thought Mark Few did a great job and, and with how he approached each and every game. They basically made every win that they've gotten in the NCAA tournament like a big celebration, and yet they've been able to come back and execute night after night. So I don't think it's going to impact these guys as much as it would uh, past teams because that's kind of been their rhythm. It'll take them a little bit of time, I think, to adjust to the uh, defensive physicality of Baylor, but because of how good they are offensively, and we're talking about shot-making ability, I I don't think that'll be as big of a factor, maybe Maybe in the first four minutes of the game, but once we get through the first four, I think they'll adjust. But they, they've celebrated the way we saw them celebrate almost after every single game. And if they didn't do it on the floor, they certainly did it in the locker room. Yeah, no hmm. doubt about that. LaFonso Ellis is giving us a straight talk project by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So today on ESPN Daily, Gonzaga and, ba- and Baylor tip off tonight in the college championship. You get a preview of the action here a breakdown of the stamp of Stanford as the women's champion. That's ESPN Daily. Listen on your favorite podcast app. So coming up, we have much more with LaFonso Ellis. What does he think of Jay's greatest finishes in Final Four history? Mm-mm. And if you missed this earlier, you gotta hear it. There's some great moments. That, of course, is coming up after Jay has this. Connoisseur of case management or guru of global sales. Whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them at Indeed. Sponsor a job post. And Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in her database and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes fit your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show you their skills that go beyond the resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. The Madness. Here comes Suggs, long three for the win. Oh! More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. We've got LaFonzo Ellis hanging out mm-hmm. with us as well, kicking it with Jay Will. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. So we did this early in the show, but we got Fonzo with us now. So we might as well bring it back because, A, you want to hear it again. B, <laughs> we want to get LaFonzo's take on this as well. It's Jay's round ball rankings. These are the greatest finishes in Final Four or National Championship game history. Remember, it's Final Four or Championship game. Not Sweet 16, not Final 8, none of that. Just in the Final Four. For, so, Jay, take it away. Okay, Fonz, let's start with number five. All right. Number five. Okay. Smart takes the shot. Oh, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Nobody stopped the clock. Nobody stopped the clock. He's smart, man. I, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of college basketball growing up, but Sherman I watched that game. I mean, Sherman Douglas, Stevie Thompson, Derek Coleman. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Wow. Thank you, and what a shot by Keith Smart. By the way, junior college transfer. How about that? Junior college transfer. How about you know, that? Like, so all these kids these days with the transfer portal yeah. being where it is, yeah. um, you know, here comes a guy from a JUCO being able to get into a school like Indiana, mm-hmm. win them a championship for Bob Knight at 21 points in that game. That's, that's number five on my list, Fonz. What do you think? I, I think that's solid. I think that's really good. I have no dispute uh, with that one. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one up. All right. Number four. Kansas ball. Ten seconds. Nine. Collins. Moves it up floor. Six. Five. Chalmers. Four three. And the tie. He got it. He got it. 2.1 to play. And people will Dozier never understand how difficult that shot was. It is no good, and we're I going mean, he, Jay, he's a right-handed player yeah. moving to his left. That's a really hard shot because you start to fade a little bit to the left, and you've got to put the right amount of touch on it. That's an incredible shot. I, I, that was the first time, Fonz, that the world got a chance to feel and see D. Rose. I mean, that was D. Rose and a couple free throws yeah. down the stretch. Yeah. Right? You think about how close. People always talk about, like, oh, Cal should have won more championships. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're yeah. a couple free throws away. Uh, yeah. You know, another Kentucky team undefeated away. Right. Like, championship game. Like, that's the margin of error. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marathon, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. I see, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Just, you know, I'm just, just calling it for what it is. So what I see what you're doing. shot is no, next, Jay Will. No Num- dispute yet. Number no three. Dispute. Number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. Seven seconds to go. Six seconds. Juzang in the paint. Fade away. No. Got his own rebound. Slithers to the rim and lays it in. Three seconds to go. We're tied at 90. Here Don't comes relax. Suggs. Long Don't three relax. for the win. Oh! Banks at home. Banks at home. Jalen Suggs. I mean, a deep bank three. While he's run and 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 how about this one? Watch his eyes, Jay. He knew it the moment he let that thing go that it was going in. Watch as he lands. Oh yeah, he's running for it. I mean, wow. As I said, you know, this game was just a heavyweight battle, right? For sure. The body blows being thrown each way, bruised kidneys, Mm -hmm. and then finally on the last play, (laughs) last play, he just lowered a hand a little bit, and that's when Gonzaga came with the right hook across the face. But it's just the way the game played out, yeah. Jalen Suggs. But once again, the reason why this is number three on my list, Ron's, why? 
Final Four game, the game was tied. True. Right? Game, true. Was, game was tied in that true. kind of scenario. So That's true. not a championship game. Those games yeah. hold a little bit more weight okay. in my overall opinion, which transitions me to number two. Yet that image will be around for years. Exactly. Let's go to number two. Number two. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, it's a long ways. They won it. On the dunk. Jimmy V running around trying to find somebody to hug at this moment. See, Fonz, like this is this is bigger Ooh. than basketball for me because yeah. of what Jimmy V represents in right, the game. Right, right. Jimmy V week, obviously, he's incredible speech at the ESPYS. Yeah. Seeing him run around mm-hmm. like that, right off the Wittenberg pass yeah. slash shot, yeah. whatever the hell you want to call it, Fred. Yeah, gotcha. Right, assist. <laughs> it was an Lorenzo assist, Charles Jay, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the dunk to win the game in the championship game against the five slammer jamma. Five slammer jamma. So, survive in advance. I mean, all that that team had gone through to get themselves to that place, and uh, Wittenberg still says that that was a pass. Yeah, he'll always say it. He'll always say it, but we know it was a shot. So he ain't like one. no shot he's ever had. Okay, number one. <laughs> number one. Here we go. Jenkins will trigger. 4.7 seconds to go. Inbound to Ryan Archie Diakono. At half court with three seconds. Ryan Archie Diakono flips to Jenkins. Three for the win. It's good. It's good. I mean, Fonz, yeah. this is uh, – by the way, I'm listening to the sound, uh-huh. and I'm getting goosebumps on my oh, body, sure. right? Because, like, just as a player, that's what every kid dreams of, right. Alan. Right, Bart? Like, we're, Fonz, we're in the backyard, going up three, two, and it goes, three, and we win three. again! Oh, my God, we win again! Right? How many times have you done this celebration oh, in your backyard sure. by yourself and for it to actually happen on the national championship game yeah, yeah. with your teammates? It yeah. just it blows my mind, man. Well, and, and Jay Wright clearly knew what was coming because right when Chris Jenkins let that bad boy go, you can see him on the sideline go bang. I mean, he knew that bad boy was going in. And let me say this too, Fonz. Hmm. I don't care what anybody says. What? If you go back and you watch the tape, you know, big moments are made for big players. Right. And a lot of times in these situations, some guys don't want the ball. You see great players sometimes freeze. Right. Chris Jenkins point. is running down the floor the whole time saying, <laughs> you see his hand saying, yeah. give it to me. Yes. Give, he wants it. Yes. To want it and to have it look at his hands right now. Give, give yeah. it to him. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm to ready. to I'm want ready. it and to Sleep make up. it. Yes. Volumes about a player and the moxie they have in, in that game. And how about the push, Jay? The push allowed the defense to kind of set back yeah. a little bit. They're off balance. And the shot that everybody Ooh. always forget about is the trail guy that's mm-hmm. coming up the floor. I mean, yeah. that was beautifully executed. So do you got any gripes? Well any gripes in my top well, five? No, no. I, I actually I'm, – I'm looking at it here. I, I have no gripes with exception. With one exception, there's a maybe, maybe – Five being in the four spot, but that's that, that that's a mini gripe, and only because that's Keith Smart, and we're talking about the level of talent that was on that Syracuse team. Where well, they have three guys that went to the NBA yeah. from that group. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that that's the only qualm, that, That's the only we one I have. We could have Villanova Georgetown. That's true, right? That could be in there as Harold well. Jensen had a big shot there. It wasn't like it's, it's, but again, if you wanted to also make the gripe, I would agree. It's, Keith Smart moves up over Mario Chalmers because Keith Smart was for the win. Chalmers obviously just was for for the tie. Yeah. But, but how and how about this, guys? Would you also consider Lorenzo Charles's dunk, put mm-hmm. back, whatever you want to call it at yeah. that point, alley oop? Was such an iconic moment for the sport for yes. the game. Yeah. Would you just because of what it meant and the story around it, the upset over Five Slamma Jamma? Would yeah. you make that one number one just because of everything it meant? 
you know, not just in the context of the game, but in the context of the sport. No, it, it, look, there's probably some recency bias. Okay. I mean, I, I was, I was <laughs> nice. at the game yeah. versus Villanova. Like, mm-hmm. I felt that. I yeah. saw that. Mm-hmm. It was something. It's yeah. it the best game I've been to. I, I can only imagine if I were at that game with NC State, knowing for everything. I mean, having to win Bedlam. the ACC championship to yeah. get into the tournament to begin with and have it in that way. It's, yes, you can make a case for NC State being number one easily. Let's grab a call while we still have Lafonso with us. Frank is in Florida, wants to ask this question about comparisons between generations. Mm. Frank, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I want to say I think I'm going to talk about a a team and games that were played before you guys were born. I was still playing ball. The 67-68 UCLA team was one of the best ever. That was the team uh, that beat Elvin Hayes Mm -hmm. and the Astrodome and uh, that, they, they, that team had that was Kareem, right? They, yeah, they had, lo- they had lost that game right at the Alamo Dome, and then later beat them in the championship, right? Isn't that how that went? They, they lost that game with the biggest crowd in the yeah. basketball up to then. That was uh, that was that was uh, quite a quite a time. But listen, I got to ask a question because it's really bothering me because I played ball and long story short, the game today. It's so much different than the game in the past. I watched this Gonzaga team, and they look like a team from the past, the mm-hmm. way they play ball. Mm-hmm. It's just a totally different game than what uh, a lot of other people are playing. Mm-hmm. And I just and, – and, Jay, I got to ask you this, because I play guard, you play guard, you guys all play ball. What is with the walking and the palming in today's oh. game? Oh, <laughs> oh Frank. Well, you know, Frank. Frank. Give me a bottle of wine and let's dig deep. In it. This is, I'll, this I'll is let Pons answer your question about the generational yeah. aspect, but I'll just yeah. say this about the walking and the palming. And thanks for the call, Frank. It bothers the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> I see it. I, I see it happen at the pro level all the time, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's no fault of theirs, right? right? Like LeBron James does it. Steph does it all the time, where it's they get these inbound this. passes. Wait, and they take like two or three steps before they even put the yeah, ball yeah. down. <laughs> like that's a walk. <laughs> what like, and I know the Euro steps and we're stepping different ways, and the palming is just—it's ridiculous, man. You can literally—I remember when AI used to first do it. Like, it became, like, a really big thing because he would sit there, and when the ball would hit this point where he would rock it and it would be held up towards the ceiling, you couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Was that a cradle into a shot? Or, which most of the time it is if you palm the ball like yeah, that. Yeah. So it makes you lean forward, but he was allowed to yank you with it and cross it. And you're like, wait a second. And we see it all the time in today's game. So I, I wish we can revert back to what the rule, rules and regulations mean. I'm sounding like that old guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. And then, Fonz, you can speak on the generational aspect of the game because they are. They're drastically different games. Yeah, and, 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 Jay, I think part of it is, and I made this comment a long time ago, I, I, I played with uh, two guys when I was at Notre Dame, uh, John and Joe Ross, and uh, many felt that those guys shouldn't have even been playing Division One basketball. And I said, I would take Joe and John Ross over most four and fives now in college basketball for this reason. Joe and John Ross could shoot a left or righty hook. They could shoot over their right shoulder, their left shoulder. Both of them could shoot it from 15, 18 feet. John could actually knock down threes and could pass. Think about it right now in college basketball. How many fours and fives could do half of what I just mentioned to you? Mm. And that's what our caller is talking about. The fours and fives aren't skilled fours and fives. And even as I think, let's let's look at Baylor, right? We've talked about them being more of an isolation team. They're fours and fives. Mark Vidal, he's so important to that team. 
tough, rugged defense, gets on the offensive glass. Flo Thamba, the same way. But those guys, you can't give that ball to them in the post and have them score. You can't give it to them from 15 feet for them to knock down a three or knock down a 15-footer. And now we look at Gonzaga. Gonzaga's an old throwback team because they have all five guys, what I call hot, is all five guys on the floor when they have the basketball in their hands are a threat to score. And so as we get back to uh, making our fours and fives skilled, then I think we'd get more of those teams and more of the play that our caller was uh, was talking about earlier. But that that's it, is you have to look at your team, know what you have. Baylor knows that their perimeter guys are the skilled guys. Their fours and fives are more drop-off guys. And Gonzaga, they have all five guys who are hot that can score. And so you have to play uh, the way that gives you the greatest advantage. All right, Fonzo, we're going to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game tonight. My pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Right, you got it. So the college basketball season's reached tournament right, time, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has announced the final ballot. Go to ESPN.com and search the Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award nominees. Tonight's four Wooden Award finalists are in action. Jalen Suggs, Corey Kisper, Drew Timmy, and Jared Butler square off in the national championship game, the John R. Wooden Award, presented by Wendy's. Okay, so coming up, we know the NFL MVP starts – a new job, but will he get a new contract anytime soon? That's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We will know 30 days from today exactly what the Green Bay Packers' thoughts are when it comes to Aaron Rodgers long-term. That's the first night of the draft, okay? Don't you guys want to ensure, though, that he's your quarterback beyond just this season? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit progressivecommercial.com. Alan Hahn and Bart Scott, Jay Will doing Get Up. He'll be right back in a few minutes here. We're joined by Adam Schefter on the Goodyear Hotline. Schefter, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, get right to it. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers and that whole story, so is it likely that, that Aaron Rodgers finishes his career in Green Bay, or how likely is it? I would say more likely than not, he won't. Again, you just look at it and look at how these quarterback situations have played out. Did Peyton Manning finish in Indianapolis? No. Mm. Did Tom Brady finish in New England? No. Did the Green Bay Packers draft a quarterback in the first round last year? Not only did they draft a quarterback in the first round last year, but they traded up to draft a quarterback in the first round last year. And all Aaron Rodgers did in response to that was go out and win the MVP this year. But again, there are issues between the two sides. And you heard him address it after they lost to Tampa in the playoffs. And you heard him address it with Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter over the weekend. He certainly didn't sound like a guy 
who is committed to finishing his career in Green Bay. And I don't think that it is all his decision. That also is the decision of the organization that I emphasize traded up to go get a quarterback in the first round last year. No, I don't think he'll finish there. You know, Adam, when it comes to those type of decisions, either you're too early as an organization, you want to get rid of a player early, or you're late. And, you know, you talked about Breeze. I mean, I'm sorry, you talked about Brady. Brady was getting older. Nobody thought that he could play at that ridiculous age. And you think about Manning, it was an injury. But Aaron Rodgers is coming off of an MVP season. Would it be malpractice for them to get rid of him, understanding that even though he's 38 years old, he's, only, he's really only 35 in body as far as football years mm-hmm. because he didn't play his first three years? You know, I don't know that it's a football decision there, Bart. I think that it's a decision where I think if we were giving truth serum to Aaron Rodgers, I think he'd be open to moving on. And I think the organization, the coaching staff would like to keep him, but clearly the front office went a different direction last year. And so there are a lot of different issues here, including the development of Jordan Love and where he's at right now and how the coaching staff and the organization feel about him. There's just a lot going on there right now to make me think that Aaron Rodgers is going to finish up there. I don't think it's just a football decision solely. I think it goes beyond that. Did Brett Favre finish up in Green Bay? No, he went on to play for the Jets and the Vikings even. (laughs) So, I mean, this has become common practice over time And I think history tells us that the chances are that Aaron Rodgers won't finish up there, especially with everything going on there. Adam Schefter joining us here. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott joining him. He's on the Goodyear hotline. You mentioned the Jets, and so I have to ask this. There's so many varying takes about this, and it seems to change almost by the day, depending on who you talk to. So I want to ask you, what does the future look like for Sam Darnold with the Jets? Well, when you say there are takes varying by the day, I'm not sure whether you mean what the Jets are going to do with two, what they're going to do with Sam Darnold, how the two are tied together. I think here's the bottom line on the Jets situation right now, today, and I don't think much of it changes leading up to the draft unless a move is made before then with Sam Darnold. I think today, as we stand, I think the Jets are on track, tracking to go take Zach Wilson from BYU. I think that's right now the most logical course of action the plan that I think will wind up happening, although we'll see how this plays out. Sam Darnold is in a situation where there are not as many teams today that have as desperate a need at the quarterback position as there were when free agency began a few weeks ago. And so the Chicago Bears went out and signed Andy Dalton. The New England Patriots signed Cam Newton. The Rams traded for Matthew Stafford. The Lions traded for Jared Goff. The Colts traded for Carson Wentz. There are still a couple of teams out there that have not solved their quarterback questions. We don't know what the Carolina Panthers are doing at quarterback right now. We're not exactly sure who the Broncos are going to bring in to compete with Drew Locke. What are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to do to address their quarterback situation long-term unless they believe in Mason Rudolph or Doug Hodges? You've got a quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who came out in the same draft class as Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. What are they doing right now? And so there are some teams that have to address the position, but the number of suitors, potential suitors for Sam Darnold isn't as great. So the Jets, in my mind, have a certain price on Sam Darnold. And I think that they're open to dealing him, and I think they'll continue to listen to offers for him. But they're not going to just give him away. They're not just going to say, okay, uh, we're going to do the best we can here. We're moving on from him, and we're going to take this choice. I, I think that they have a certain price in their mind, on what they want for Sam Darnold, and they're not going to move him 
unless they get that price, which is, I think, a fairly high price. Shefty, we appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, you got it. So there's a new feature on the Adam Schefter podcast called Ask Adam, where the guest turns the tables and asks Adam the questions. Last week was Bucks GM Jason Lighton coming out Monday as running back, soon to be draftee, former Crimson tied running back Najee Harris. It's KJZ. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Jay Will will join us back again. And Adam Schefter, join us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Much more on what the Jets should do at quarterback next. KJZ, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.